Are you an artist who's aspiring to get to the next level? If you want to know, you have to ask. So find out right here on Ask Simply Mary. And if you have a question for a resource about music or art, visit me at simplymarymusic.com. Hey, everybody. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in to Ask Simply Mary. And today we are talking about song structure. Billy Draper Hills via Cora asks, who structures a song, the producer or the singer? For example, if you buy beats, who dictates where verse, chorus and bridge should be? Today we're talking about that right here on Ask Simply Mary. And Billy, I thank you for the question and I want to share with you guys my own personal story with song structure and finding out the hard way that there is a universal way and we all should follow it for many, many reasons. So uh, what I'm going to do today is create a blog post and within that blog post I'll have a Wikipedia post and it's going to talk all about song structure for you. Just so you can understand these things that I'm talking about here on the podcast a little better and then you can go and apply that to whatever portion of the industry you're trying to enter with your work. So let's get started on this. Um, you know, for me, I <laughs> I was a musician entering the studio as a rookie. And so being in the studio as a rookie, I had no idea, you know, everything that was going on and why. And at the time, I was super duper excited because I entered this songwriting contest. And a lot of us new musicians online will do this. I entered this contest and I won. And they were going to give me airplay and a package to meet someone famous and all this stuff, you know. But I had to get the tracks radio ready and recorded. So this was my first time in a studio. At the time, I was in a really horrendous uproar in my life, and I had all these songs laid out. We were performing them out. People were reacting. It was good reaction. So we were like, let's do it. And someone had invested in us going to a studio. Now, with that experience, boy, did I learn about structure by the end. Yes. During the process, I wish excuse me, so much that my producer would have sat me down and said, I don't think this is ready to be recorded. I think we need to talk about getting you structured and things and maybe offer me a different studio package. Um, that's from my own personal experience because at the end of the day, we put extra hours, extra time, extra energy into a project that we didn't need to put all that into and and it ended up costing more in the end too all the way from musicians not being able to play the parts or not knowing the parts and re-recording and extra hours and just everything that we could have avoided and let me tell you why this is not the musician's fault it's my fault as the songwriter entering a studio to say I want to lay this down like this and it's going to be my way because I wrote it <laughs> where the producer should have, you know, stopped because he offered me to produce for me or not. This is one of those things. If I would have paid a nominal fee, he would have told me things. But, you know, at the end, I realized my drummer can't stay on because I'm not following the mandatory structure that's industry standard. 
And my guitarist is having trouble learning his parts because I didn't follow structure. I didn't take the time to learn about structure because I was such an excited songwriter out there in a studio for real with opportunities in front of me that I missed. But I learned so much. It was like a college education, pretty much. I learned about software and recording and all of that and timing and things that I was bad at that I need to improve on that I never wanted to admit. You know, nobody wants to say, oh, I suck at timing, but, you know, I do. Uh, Anyways, uh, but, you know, once I sat down, the album was finished. Taking a look back on it was like, wow, I want to redo that song. I want to redo this album. I want to do that on piano. I want to fix everything I did wrong because that's why that project was all like amok. Nobody had a structure to it. So let me tell you why this is important. Now you're asking about beats and things too. So I'm assuming that you're either looking for a beat or you want to make beats or something. So if you've ever heard of 12 bar blues, if you've ever heard of bar patterns, um, those things are mentioned a lot. So I'm trying to just jog your memory if you've ever heard it. Those are structured forms. They're repeating bars and there's so many of them in a row in a section of a song. And each song has a certain layout. So it might go intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, might go to verse, might go to bridge. Depends on the type of song. Because heavy metal songs have guitar solos, pop songs have organ solos or piano solos. Some songs have no solos. So, you know, depending on the structure of the song, it's going to depend on how well everyone works as a unit to play that song together because a drummer always expects certain things when you structure the songs and they're playing to songs. That's why drummers can go from song to song to song to song because they get the structure and they're good. Um, Or the guitarists can jump in and play song after song because certain songs have certain structures with certain chord patterns and and all of it comes together. So if you're creating a beat, you want to find the genre you're looking for. All right, so I'm going to make a pop track and it's going to follow this many bars, this many bars, this many bars, this many bars for each section. And you're going to throw it together and then you're going to find someone who wants to sing to it because... In the meantime, while you're creating your track, someone's writing a song saying, I need a song, but they're writing to a structure. So it all comes together. Because when they come on that site to look for that track that you laid down, they're gonna buy it if it works. So um, that's where everything just poosh. It's like this beautiful mix. So the songwriters are responsible to have their lyrics set up for structures. The producers are to be ready for structured songs and they polish them to meet their industry structure. So structure, it's everything. And I will be right back with more on Ask Simply Mary. Hey everybody, I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast, and right now I am answering a question for Humberto Hernandez. Humberto asks, 
Do I need to register a song with BMI even if I already released it on Spotify under my own name? So, Humberto, let me tell you this. This is a question that every musician needs to have answered because if you are out there doing the DIY musician thing and you want to release your own tracks, then you need to do it right. So you are very right to ask this question. And yes, you do. If you're registered with BMI already, I am a member of ASCAP. So I know according to how it works with ASCAP, when I distribute a song, it needs to be registered with them because that ISRC code and all those codes that they put attached to the song is so that they can identify it to get you paid. Um, so when you're in this um, database for ASCAP or BMI, I believe you are also included with SOCAN, which would include Canada. But beyond that, you would need a publishing administration to go out there and collect from the hundred other companies you could be collecting from. So um, that's something you can look into down the road. But for now, if you have a song out and it's out for distribution, then you can uh, get it registered on your pro organization site, such as BMI. So what I do is when I actually when I write the song and I know I'm going to lay it down there and it's going to be a song that I'm going to put out on Spotify or whatever, I copyright. And as soon as I do the copyright, I register. So I have everything done and then I can get on with the distribution and registering with my publishing administration and things like that. So um, it's really, really important to do. And yes, you do need to register that. And it will be registered to your name if you're the songwriter and composer and everything. So all that's taken care of with BMI as well. So I highly recommend that you get on BMI's website use all the tools and resources that they have available to you there and if you don't go there often start checking in once in a while because they have lots of little trinkets on those pro organ- <laughs> that was a tongue twister pro organization websites <laughs> that's better uh, they have lots of little tidbits they have blogs and they have ways for you to self-educate so use every little bit that you can and while you're there register your song Thank you so much for asking, Humberto, and we will be right back to talk a little bit more about pro organizations. Thank you so much for tuning back in to Ask Simply Mary, and our final question today comes from Bizout. How can I find out when a song was registered with ASCAP or BMI? This is a short, sweet, simple question to answer. For those of you that don't know who ASCAP and BMI are, they are pro organizations who collect royalties on behalf of registrants and their music societies. So uh, when you register a track with ASCAP or BMI, you get these numbers assigned to the track and they're like an international standard work code. And so these numbers are like fingerprints, they're identifiers. So anytime that song is publicly performed, streamed, or put out there in any way, shape, or form, radio, television, internet, this society can collect for you on behalf of you. Uh, now, if you want to go one step further and collect from more societies, you can go out there and do that on your own and, and join each one a hundred different ones. Or you can find a public sing 
excuse me, publishing administration, such as Song Trust, who I work with. And they collect on all the other pro organizations for all the other countries. So no matter where your music is being played, you will receive the royalties. And so you also want to think about that too, if you're thinking about registering works. Uh, so let's get into this. How you find them, you go to ASCAP.com and you look for the ACE repertory. And I have that in the blog post as well. So all you have to do is click that little blue highlighted link and you can be searching away right now. Uh, BMI has the same exact thing. It's a repertory database that has their entire catalog, anyone who registered with them. Now I can speak personally because I use ASCAP. You can go in there and search. You can find out copyright dates, when it was registered, the splits that are going on and all that great information. So it's really easy to do. Uh, Bazouch, I hope this helps you out and I hope anyone else who's wondering the same thing can find the information they're looking for. Don't forget, you can always ask me your questions at simplymarymusic.com or leave me a voice message right here on Anger FM. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ask Simply Mary right here on Anger FM and your favorite podcast streaming network.